But hey, we have our man. What up? What up? Is the audio fine? Yeah. Ah, it works. Sounds good. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. You having a good weekend? Oh, yeah. Didn't really do much. Oh, good? No. I didn't do shit either. We got some wings I was actually late. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was on a uh, Red Bull binge last week, and I had it like every day. So for the past three days, I switched it up. I went to coffee. Nice. But I just burnt myself. Like, oh, nice. I had to spit it out. Yeah, first minute of the stream, I took a sip and I was like, this is hot coffee, and just spit it out on the floor right, oh, just right in front of everyone. Nice. So, you saw last night's game? Yeah. What did you think? I think everything's coming to plan, is what I think. So, so let me hear your predictions. What's going to happen? The It's Both a sweep. sides. Um, it's a sweep? Okay. Yeah, Warriors are sweeping the maps. Luca has plenty of help. Just had to throw that in there. Um, and then we're gonna go Boston in six, but we're not really gonna Boston's know. Boston's gonna come back and. <laughs> we're not. We're not really feeling too great about it, but we're gonna run with it. So, what do you right. think? I like that comment that you said Luca has plenty of help because we'll go into that in a second, <laughs> but. I agree that it's going to be a sweep. I think the one that I disagree with the ball as much as a ball, a fan of Boston, I am because of my father. I, I don't know. I feel like the Miami Heat, unless Jimmy Butler is a hundred percent out for the series, I think the Miami Heat squeak this one out. But again, I honestly, I think whoever wins tonight wins the series. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Yeah, because if the Heat. If the Heat win tonight without Butler, they have, they're one game away. But if the Celtics win tonight, I just think the Celtics come back and just demolish. Yeah. You, not demolish, but. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I'm, like, so surprised Miami stole game three in Boston. Um, but, yeah, 100%. Two of the – or after tonight's game, two of the three will be in Miami. And if Miami wins this, I mean, it's – it's over. It is over. Yeah, that, exactly. But at the same time, like you said, I would not be surprised if somehow... I don't know. I, I just feel like Eric Spolstra is the better coach between Boston and... Like, no, Nothing against Yudoka, but I think when you look at who's the more experienced coach, I don't, I don't know if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, 100%. I just think, I mean, first year coach versus the fucking finals proven... Hall of Fame coach, yeah. <laughs> exactly, and it's kind of hard to to go against that, but I think right now we're getting ba good basketball. I think this is the most intense basketball, except the Western Conference has kind of been a little disappointing. But for the most part, I think this has been one of the more exciting playoffs we've had in recent memory. Yeah, okay. I've – get ready. Buckle in, everyone. Buckle in, listen. Okay. Because I'm getting so annoyed at dudes like Rusty and Kenny and every soul that makes YouTube videos tweeting out, is it too much to ask for for a non-blowout or these playoffs are so boring, these ain't it. The replies will be like, yeah, bro, I haven't watched much of this playoffs. It's just not hitting the same. It's like I'm having plenty of fun with these basketball games. 
Mm-hmm. Plenty of fun. I'm enjoying these narratives. I don't even like the Heat or the Celtics in the slightest, and I think that series is everything and anything and everything I could have asked for. So I'm having a blast. I cannot wait for tonight. It's going to be awesome. And Warriors, Warriors, Mavs is a little bit like we were talking about this last week. Like the it, talent wise, it's just a little bit different. They're still good, good games. It. It's not like I'm watching mm-hmm. these games. I'm thinking, oh man, the Mavs are doing nothing. Like, like the Warriors are spanking them. Like it's it's not all that. It's not really how the three zero looks for all whatever forty eight times three would be. So no, I I completely agree with that. I think one thing people don't realize with this. All right, so it's kind of, if we have to agree, besides the Eastern Conference, I mean, Eastern Conference, I think a lot of people were thinking Bucks Sixers was going to be the conference finals. I, I really think this NBA playoffs has been unexpected. We've had NBA playoffs that have not, I don't think if you would have gone into the beginning of the year and you said, oh, this is going to happen, you would have believed that if that makes sense. Yeah. And with if I had told you in the beginning of the season, oh, it's going to be Boston versus Miami, you might have believed Miami, but you wouldn't have believed Boston. If I had told you it was going to be Warriors versus Mavs, you definitely would not have believed yeah. that. <laughs> and I, I think that's definitely something people, I guess you could say, I don't know. I think one problem with the NBA as a, as a whole is I don't know why they struggle Compared to like the NFL, maybe this is just me watching NFL for way too long. In the NFL, there's less casuals. People are way more diehards fans. Like I, I swear, like there are so many. Maybe it's because the NFL does a better job of getting stats out there and making sure everyone's informed. Because I feel like mm-hmm. every per, every journalist or NFL media member is always just posting. Uh, Next gen stats or pro football focus rankings. Pro football. I feel like in the NBA, you know, (laughs) do you have like a passive pro football focus? Do I have a what? Do you have a pad? Do you not like pro football focus? No, no, that's just you. You nailed it. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. It's oh, no, no, you're good. You're good. You're good. No, no, no. So I think over here in the NBA. First off, all the NBA stat places like cleaning the glass and synergy, you have to pay for that shit. I mean, you do have to pay for the other ones in the NFL, but like you at least get like sam you can see like the basic shit. I don't know. I just feel like the NBA, so many casuals just act like they on Twitter and on in YouTube comment section act like they know what they're doing, especially if you do off season videos, they're like, Yeah, let's just trade for DeAndre Aiden, Miles Bridges, <laughs> and all these guys. I'm like, Do you not understand there's a fucking salary cap? <laughs> Exactly, dude. I mean, it probably plays into the role that there's only 16 regular season football games, and so it makes them that much more meaningful. And then also, I mean, they're just like bigger. They're ginormous stadiums. I mean, I was I can't I don't know why I can't remember what I was, but yeah, I feel what you're saying. Like, it's hard. For example, like, I don't know, like a random playoff game in in football, there's so many implications on it that even if my favorite football team, the Green Bay Pack Show, Mm 
or out of the playoffs, I'm still going to watch mm-hmm. every playoff game regardless. But I'm not even like a hardcore football fan. I'm that's that's like a casual. I'm a casual football fan, and I'm watching every single playoff game. I mean, they own Sunday. They literally they own, own the day it. of the week. You have no other. And as a golfer, it's like I I don't even. My job is to talk and make golf videos, and I watch football on Sunday instead of golf. I will say I've not watched the USFL. I think I watched like half a game the inaugural week. Have you watched any of the USFL? No, I, I was. We were just talking about this on one of my football channels yesterday. I haven't. It's just something to like throw on if I would. I wouldn't. Yeah. I've seen YouTube videos like like recapping it for me if there's any players I know, but I don't really care. I'm more excited. Like I'll watch the XFL just because I know it's the Rock. I don't know yeah. why I feel more stoked. I, I probably won't watch either, but like, yeah. Either way, let's uh let's move on. And so I don't know David Aldridge. I don't know if you're aware of David Aldridge. He's 2K in two K. Yeah, yeah, two K <laughs> legend. In real life, he's a well-respected journalist working for the Athletic, and he interviewed Ooh. Magic Johnson. Yeah, and in this interview with Magic Johnson, he talked about oh, guess what? They're probably going to have to keep, first off, that they're going to probably hire a former NBA player as their head coach because it's right now, what, Terry Stock, Darvin Ham, Kenny Atkinson, and I guess the, the fourth one would be Mark Jackson or Charles Lee. And either way, they're going to hire a former ex-coach because they need someone to command respect and put LeBron in his place. It's basically what Magic Johnson said in a nicer way. And then there, he was like, what about Russell Westbrook? David Aldridge insinuated. And Matt Johnson responded, he's like, well, you're going to have to get the right coach. Because if you think about it, if you're going to trade Russell Westbrook, you're going to get some bad contracts back. What do you rather pay? One year, $47 million, and it's off the books forever. Or spread 47 over a few bad contracts and have to deal with the ramifications of a few bad guys for a few years. You know, try to fix one guy or try to fix multiple guys. Yeah. So. And what were you going to say? I was just going to say Russell Westbrook, as a Wizards fan, he was insane on the Wizards. Mm-hmm. Like, to finish that run. I Granted, it was his former coach coaching the team. So, like, there was, like, some former familiarity between the schemes. But go ahead. What do you think yeah. about what is, Russell Westbrook? My, my follow-up was going to be, what is – uh, what does DA think they should do? Oh, DA, let me pull up. I want to see. I didn't see what DA said. Let me pull this up. Found the Lake Show. Russell Westbrook is not the man for the job in the slightest. So I'm trying to figure out how to get rid of him, and I'm taking on the contract. But then, like, you have stuff like. The Pacers, who, you know, we've seen, you know, and this is all obviously speculation, but we've seen stuff of like Russell Westbrook for Malcolm Brogdon and Buddy Heald. Like, I would do something like that in a heartbeat, but the question is, are they going to want to do that? Because if I'm the Pacers, 
I am trying to get rid of those two players, but the Pacers are in a weird spot where it's like, why would you really do that if you have Tyrese Halliburton? If you're like, I don't. The whole Lakers situation I mean, is so confusing. Or it's the a whole tough Lakers. Spot. It's it's a like honestly, it's a whole mess. But my that's where I come back and I'm thinking, if you can get Russell Westbrook to be a decent player, then yeah. But Russell Westbrook can't be the catch-and-shoot guy. Russell Westbrook has to be the facilitator. You kind of have to tell LeBron and AD to be catch-and-shoot guys. Am I wrong right there? No, he has to. He has the Unless he magically finds a way, Russell Westbrook needs to have the basketball in his hands when they're pushing it downhill. But what Frank Vogel wanted, what the Lakers wanted, is whoever gets the rebound you start to push it or you pass out to the first the first dude you see like so yeah i think russell westbrook is not a fit in la unless they i mean they're gonna change both offensive and defensive schemes but i have a hard time I mean, imagining they, a lebron james team where he isn't bringing up the basketball like 50 percent of the time I completely agree. Like how I I can't imagine them not having, yeah, like you said, LeBron not kickstarting the fast break. That just would not happen. Mm. And I I don't know. I honestly think I would trade Russell Westbrook only for John Wall, unless you can trade Russell Westbrook for like I guess it would be Buddy Heald and who was the other guy you said? Brogdon. Yeah, Brogdon, and but then you go with yeah, Brogdon's a great player, but hasn't he missed like sixty or eighty games in the past two or three years? Yeah, yeah, he hasn't played. He's not. He can't stay healthy. Yeah, so, so you start to think. Like I said, I do. If I'm Indiana, why do I want Russell Westbrook though? Like, I don't know. To buy him out. To buy him out. That's the only reason. You're just Damn. trying to get younger. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> that'd be. Funny as hell. I could see John Wall making a much bigger impact on the Lakers. I still don't think it's ideal, but I could definitely see him making a better impact. Um, I think he's hungry. He just hasn't played in forever, so yeah, he's just he just wants an opportunity to show. But at the same time, I think he might go back to the Wizards. Like everyone's been saying that he wants to go back to Washington. Washington needs a point guard. Mid-level exceptions, 10.3. He would be willing to take $10 million if he's bought out to go play next oh. to Bradley Beal, Christoph Porzingis, Kyle Kuzma, KCP. And then you start to think about it. You're like, holy shit, John Wall, even if he's like the same guy he was in Houston that one year, that's kind of like a top, top six team in the East. Mm -hmm. No, you still got 20 and six. Still got it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's definitely an interesting situation, especially when you look at in I think the draft. So this draft is kind yeah, I think this draft, besides the top three guy, it's pretty even. Like there's no one super good, but it's very deep in role players. And I think the draft is when we're gonna see all the moves go down. I don't think we'll hear much until draft day. Because there's multiple teams with what three to two to three 
first round picks. Mm-hmm. Most teams aren't going to take three rookies on onto their team, especially Memphis. I mean, yeah, what did they? Memphis has why? two picks. Oh, really? And they have Stephen Adams. Yeah, and they have Stephen Adams, which he's awesome, but he's kind of overpaid at almost twenty million a year. And they didn't really even play him much. I mean, exactly. Um, you rather pace. You rather go. You can probably pay somebody a quarter or half that money to give you the same performance that he yeah. gave you. I I mentioned this in my video yesterday. I saw some BS rumor about Sean Marks and Rob Palenka meeting up and discussing getting LeBron to Brooklyn. I'm like, hell no! But it what got about me Sean think- Marks coming. It it got me. It just got me thinking. Like this is going to be a crazy offseason. I just know it. I know there's going to be, even if it's not like. 15 trades i just know like something's going down it's gonna be something's gonna be interesting something's gonna be fun as an nba guy i think it'll be entertaining i think one thing we're counting out as i drop my fucking jewel either way i wanted to hit it i think this off season okay there's a bunch of teams that want to take the jump okay yeah. And I don't know, we've seen in the NFL, the best way to put this is what the Los Angeles Rams did. Let's say F first round picks. Let's just trade for people who are established. Now, space ball has became a thing where you go, you take out a center, you go ultra spaced and you, you shoot a lot of threes. So teams are going to have to figure out how to counterbalance that. They're either going to counterbalance that by going super big a la the Toronto Raptors, where the Toronto Raptors are trying to have like five guys who are six seven or to six nine, and who can play basically and guard every position, or you're going to see people go along the lines of the Dallas Mavericks, which is going small. We've already seen teams: the Raptors, Bucks, and the Cavs. Bucks did Bobby Portis, Brook Lopez, Giannis Antetokounmpo in the playoffs. Yes, that was because Chris Middleton was out. But if Chris Middleton was healthy, they would probably put Chris Middleton at shooting guard and Drew up point guard instead of, you know, Pat Connington or Grayson Allen that they ran with Drew. Then you think about the the, the Cavs. They had Lowry Markkinen, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, Pascal Siakam, Preston Zichua, Scotty Barnes, OG Ananobi, Gary Trent. And they're probably going to trade one of those guys. But we're seeing other teams like the Warriors, Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, Steph Curry. No one's taller than 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, then you have the Mavs, Maxi Kleba, 6'9", six, 6'8", six, Davis Bertans, Dorian Finney-Smith, Jalen Brunson, Spencer Dewey, Luka Doncic. Also, they're playing a hell of Frank Nilakina. Did you notice that? <laughs> Frank Nelikina. Oh, I yeah, I tweeted that. I didn't. Re- I always forget Frank Nelikina is probably like if he played enough, he probably would be a regular All NBA team defender. Like he'd probably be second team every year. But he's so bad at offense. I think <laughs> I saw him pass up. Like he touched the ball, immediately passed it. It was just like don't even think about passing me the ball on offense, even if I'm wide open. I just won't shoot it. Yeah. Stuff. So what do you think? Do you think the NBA is going small or big? Um, I think we're getting back to big. Wow. I think too many teams are making the Mavs mistake. 
And what is that? Still, like, with the Warriors, they still, like, Kavon Looney, I mean, he's playing a big role right now. In I think 15 that, to 20 minutes? He is, though. He is. If I'm uh, yeah. the NBA, I'm trying to replicate the Toronto Raptors because Masai is ahead of his time, and they're so versatile, and their future is so set. That, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody gets traded. I don't want them to, and I don't think that they will, but I wouldn't be surprised if something gets traded. They had, like, 12 during their, like, 20-man um, roster or whatever at Summer League last year. They had, like, 12 players with 6'9 or above wingspans. And so mm -hmm. I think you need to get to versatility and defense because – the Mavs, like you're just seeing right now, like people now finally, people finally starting to realize this. Like, you cannot win a basketball trophy, finals trophy, I should say, without having a complete team. And like, you can't focus around one player. It's never been done before. Mm -hmm. So I completely agree with yeah, that. Yeah, it's never been like Chris Melton's closer. Like, this has never been done before. Like, so. I think we can all agree the Boston Celtics series, it, you have to start when you talk about it. Chris Middleton wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to – I think that series would go a lot different if Chris Middleton was there. Well, still, though, both teams are – both teams have centers, and both teams, like, Heat, Celtics, and the Bucks. they're all, like, more traditional style. Like, you've got a point guard. You've got a big man. It's yeah, not heliocentric, I, I guess, is the way to... <laughs> that was a nice phrase. word. Nice word right there. Yeah, good, so, good phrase. I mean, it's just so... Maybe it's just so obviously clear to me watching James Harden and the Houston Rockets, but it's like that was never going to and is never going to work. So, yeah. I think, yeah, I think James Harden's gone. Like, oh, he's not the same guy he was oh, yeah. in Houston. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that's just because he's out of shape, or do you think just age? It's both, because he never took care of his body when he was in his prime or thriving. But he's still, as Pat Bev put it, he's still one of the best, if not the best, to do what he does, even at his age and at his speed right now. So, um, Going to depth, what do you mean, first off? What do you think James Harden's skill set is that he wasn't playing, like that he's good at, that we obviously didn't see him completely do in Philadelphia? And slash, what do you mean he didn't take care of himself in Houston as you're a Rockets fan? Well, he would go clubbing after a game is what I mean by him. You know, how many, Skip Bayless, how many 4 a.m. cheeseburgers has he had? And then like, oh, chicken wings pizza ice cream booze like so he didn't care he didn't take care of his body one bit if he was Giannis Antetokounmpo's work ethic he would be he would have a ring by now James Harden had Giannis Antetokounmpo's work ethic he would have a ring by now and what was it he, what did he not do in Philadelphia yeah what's his skill set in Philadelphia that he didn't do no, this is just it's it's just it's still what he has right now it's just that the fact of him 
he is still one of the like he as far as vision goes as far as passing goes at his position he is still one of the best he can still give you 20 and 10 he'll still get you mm. six rebounds um he can still he's still a force like you're still not going to leave james harden open for a three you're still not going to you're still probably going to collapse or part of the defense is probably going to collapse once he drives into the paint um mm -hmm. Like he's still just respected. Like you still just have to respect his game, even though he took what was it, two shots in the elimination game for the Nets. So yeah, he, he did pull the Ben Simmons. Yeah, like I, as shitty as it is, and trust me, like I I'm fully aware of how doggy it is. But like this is just how he is. This is who he is. It's so annoying. It's. I mean, what happened, James Harden? The steal. Like James Harden used to be a guy who used to lead the NBA in steals. What happened to that guy? I know steals are a very overrated stat. Steals don't matter anything. Like Trey Young gets almost two steals a game. Okay, and that Trey Young is a horrendous defender. You get a steal if you end up having the ball knocked into your hand. But I feel like James Harden used to, especially when Pat Bev was there, he used to be able to take, you know, reach into the cookie jar occasionally. Yeah. I mean, that game seven in the bubble against Thunder, Lou Dort. Uh, Boom. Uh, yeah, right there. Right. That That's a great example right there. And I don't know. It's just obviously they're not going to get rid of James Harden. But do you think they pay James Harden the max? Do you think James Harden's going into free agency expecting to be paid 40 plus million dollars? Yeah. And I mean. <laughs> but he's not worth it. But do you uh, have to give it to him? Yeah, you do have to give it to him. That's the, me the messed up part. He's not worth it. He's definitely not going to be worth it when he's 35, when it, it ends. Yeah. We're going to be looking at another Russell Westbrook situation where you're trying to discard that contract. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what tough. I know. And his game doesn't age gracefully. Unless he becomes like a Ray Allen-esque three-point shooter where he's just eight. I mean, he's a great three-point shooter, but he relies on finesse to get open. Whatever team picks him up is. You think he stays in Philadelphia? I think at this time next year, no. Um, Wait, you're thinking he signs and then they trade him again? He gets traded for a third mid-season trade again? I'm about to put this in the. He he might, dude. I I just <laughs> like. Actually, I guess one year from now is yeah, I yeah, one hundred percent. I don't know how, I don't know why, or I know why it's James Harden, but I don't know how it would happen. I don't know how it's gonna happen. Doc Rivers, Joel Embiid, whatever it's gonna be, someone's get what or Harden, someone's gonna get pissed off. Someone's gonna speak their mind. Harden's gonna get booed out of Philly. Something's gonna happen, and this time next year. If he's not already gone from Philadelphia, he will be. Everybody will be, will be having whole episodes talking about James Harden leaving. Where's he going? Is he returning back to Houston? Is he going to Chicago? Lakers? LeBron? Kevin Durant? Is he going back to Brooklyn? <laughs> I honestly think if James Harden goes anywhere, he won't choose where to go. I think that if he gets mm. traded again, it's. Daryl Moore is just going to be like, go fuck yourself. I don't <laughs> care. Uh, 
I'm sending you to like Sacramento or like, no. or, like <laughs> or you know like like go have fun in Indiana, bro. Oh how no, strip clubs are. How are the strip clubs out there? <laughs> no. Enjoy those Midwest cheeks. Oh, oh man, Daryl Morey loves him too much. I know, but Daryl Morey also Daryl Morey also seems like the type of person to like flip on a dime. Like his emotions, he might love you <laughs> one day, but like the next day, he'd be like, ah. Also, I think per like I like Doc. I respect Doc Rivers. I think Doc Rivers is the coach that gets you to the playoffs. But I think Doc Rivers is also. But then you're going to come. He won the championship with Boston Celtics. But that's you. He won a championship with three Hall of Famers on the roster, and arguably four if you put Rajon Rondo there. And I, am. I don't know, Doc Rivers, does Doc Rivers coach practice again? Or does he still not coach practice? Because I know Doc Rivers, when he was fired from the Clippers, Paul George and Kawhi were like, yeah, we never had practice. And then like yeah. a few other guys came out and they're like, we haven't had practice for like five years. And Blake Griffin was like, yeah, we never have practice. Like practice is not a thing, which is like, it's a player's, he's a player's coach, which means he's like, why do we have practice when there's no point? You guys are professional athletes, just train. That's the theory, I assume. I don't know if that's actually what he thinks, but I think his theory is he's a former NBA player. He's thinking, you guys are professional athletes. Why are we going to have practice when all you guys need to do is just shoot around every day, run some drills, and then in-game, I'll draw up the plays. The plays just need to come up in-game. But then I, I personally, I, I think practice is important. I think I'm a person that you need practice, you need to build chemistry. But I, I understand, do you get what I'm saying? Like Doc Rivers probably is thinking, like, get as much rest possible. Why am I going to make my guys work hard on off days? Yeah. I don't... <laughs> I don't know I don't, why. I don't agree. Practice. I know someone's yeah, going to be, we're talking about practice. We're talking yeah. about practice, man. Practice. That's what I always think. That's probably Doc Rivers' thought line is he's Allen Iverson. We're talking about practice. I... <laughs> You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I don't yeah. believe in this. I, I want to say yeah, I don't yeah. believe in this this thought process, but I think that's Doc Rivers' thought process when it comes to not coaching practice. Yeah. It's Just, odd. It's odd. Yeah. I'm trying to rationalize. Because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in, like, we need practice so we can install the plays we want to run. Let's install how your teammates are going to be playing. I don't know. I think practice is so key in any sport. Yeah. I practice would... makes perfect. That's a good question. I mean... I'm also a firm believer that not all practice is good. Only good practice is good. Because anybody can go out and practice and give their shit performance. You're not going to get better. you got to try as hard as you would in a game and practice to get better. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I. That's why I'm. Throwing, I I am classifying Rajon Rondo as Hall of Famer, and that's why. Yeah, he won the four Hall of Famers. I'm not really quite sure how he did that. If they're not, practicing. I guess four Hall of Famers. You had four Hall of Famers. Yeah, I guess they know what they're doing. <laughs> he went to two finals. He lost one, and he won the other. I mean, what Kobe had in that two finals run: Paul Gasol, Kobe. I guess that's the only Hall of Fame. You wouldn't put Ron Artest or Lamar Odom as Hall of Famers. You wouldn't put Derek Fisher. I guess Phil Jackson was his coach, so. Yeah. Also, I don't think Phil Jackson got a fair run with the Knicks. 
Like he drafted Christoph Porzingis. I think his tenure as a Knicks is a win. He's just super interesting. He's super interesting. I read it. I didn't read, but I listened to his audiobook. I love I, when I do my drives. Yeah. Who are from Maryland because it's 18 hours. I usually listen to an audiobook regarding the NBA. I've done Nick Nurses. I've done Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson, he would have like like meditation like daily with his like dark room. Everybody, I think they held hands and they just sat there in the dark and um, matched the breathing. They just sat there and everyone breathed at the same. Like Shaq has said, like it is one of the best things ever. Like Shaq's like all four and so like all four Phil Jackson's coaching yeah. style. I remember you see that a little bit in the in the last dance. Um, he he was a hippie. Mm. He was like a yeah. He's a hippie. He was like yeah. He was like a, he's like a true hippie. Yeah, <laughs> one of the last in, true hippies. He believes in not only that there's a you know uh, philosophical level of basketball besides the actual physical play, but there's also a spiritual level between a team and. To be good he like stresses in his book not only do you does your team need to be at the same level of a physical philosophical level but also a spiritual level for, to have like great success everybody needs to be on the same wavelength yeah basically some deep shit with phil jackson like phil jackson is on some shit like he doesn't talk about drugs in the book at all but you know mm-hmm. phil jackson was popping some LSD and mm. allegedly again. I don't want Phil Jackson this. Like, it's very unlikely he will, but you know, I bet Phil Jackson seems like he had the Bill Walton experience before Bill Walton. No, he definitely, yeah, definitely doing that. He's uh, he was super cool. <laughs> I fully agree. You're only as good as your weakest link, and. That's why he's who he is. So as far as his tenure at the Knicks go, um, he did Carmelo Anthony dirty. Why? Or how? I don't recall. I didn't. I like. I like the Knicks, but I've the whole Knicks saga is weird. Also, Car- shout out Carmelo from West Baltimore, Towson Catholic grad. I know so many people who played high school basketball with him. We continue. Oh, nice. Um, Baltimore, so. oh. I think it just forced him out of New York. Like he literally just left like four years earlier. Yeah, I it's tough because my buddy is like such a big mellow fan that once to him He should have gone to Chicago. Yeah, he should have. To him, Phil knocked him out or pretty much made it impossible for Carmelo to stay. Or want to stay and he's like a huge anti-nick guy now um yeah and he the, was like a huge brooklyn guy the case of mellow is tough it's tough i remember the years 2010 i remember playing 2k9 on the wii balling out Ooh. alan iverson marcus camby carmelo anthony jr smith yeah. <laughs> I remember 2K11 on the Wii. That was my 2K11 oh, on, yeah. on the Wii. <laughs> I remember video games on the Wii. That made me really... Because I, I remember 
I got a Wii before I got a 360. Biggest mistake ever. Because I had a PS2, Xbox, and I went and traded them in for a Wii. No. Well, like, because my parents, it was the first time my parents ever got stoked for a console. You know, like, they're like, oh, you should really get the Wii. And so my parents convinced me to trade in all my old consoles. Because as I think about it retrospectively, oh, my parents didn't want to pay full price for the Wii. So they're like, you should trade in your old consoles so they didn't have to pay full price for the Wii. They're also getting you off those two consoles. They're doing a two for one swap. Yeah, yeah. They 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 screwed me over retrospectively. Yeah. Retrospectively, <laughs> looking at this, they finagled me. They finessed yeah. me. They 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 because so game we got chess. the Wii. And, yeah, it was a game of chess. Was, yeah, they <laughs> really parents just don't understand, okay? Because they screwed me over with the Wii. Because I remember I had the Wii for like a year and a half, two years before I got a three sixty. And all, I would go over to my friend's house, we'd play all the game, you know, all the cool games, and then you would ask your parents to buy them for the Wii, and you're like, this is not the same fucking game on 360 or P- mm. PS3. You'd be playing like 2K, and you'd be like, graphics are completely different. You have to like move your arms to like shoot and shit. Yeah. I remember and COD I- sucking. You had to like. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, had yeah, yeah. to. You had to like. You had to aim. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I remember, you know what's another thing? What sucks now? My, my career. They ruined my career. I remember like working so hard for an Under Armour shoe deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that the, the, the incentives. Incentives used to be way way more fun in my career. Now you just you just throw just score like eighty points. Card. Yeah, yeah. Just go buy hundred k of VC for twelve dollars and. I get to level to 90. Like four, you had to play like 40 games just to get a shitty shoe contract. <laughs> and then like now when you can choose to be an undrafted free agent and I can like say I'll take the least amount of money to be the sixth man. And back then you literally had to go to the G League, play in the G League for like half the year if you weren't a first round pick. And also the scouting combat. Uh, uh, 2K, they should hire like, I don't even know. Like, like I could tell them everything wrong with their game. Yeah, right. <laughs> Same thing with Madden. Just make Madden 12 with updated rosters, and I think everybody would be happy. Madden 12 was... Payne Hillis on the cover. Wow, you are interesting. Wow. With Payton Hillis on the cover? That's the last good Madden where <laughs> when a player would retire, he would join the coaching pool. So then you can make him either a special teams coordinator, an offensive coordinator, a defensive coordinator, or your head coach. And then you could also relocate teams. You could import draft classes from NCAA 14. You could also, or NCAA 12, I guess it would have been. And you could have, like, created a team. You, like, it was the last Madden that was where it was basically you, everything that everybody's been requesting was in it. And it was just very, it was, it was my favorite. Because I used to import, you, like, the RG3 Andrew Luck draft class. That is cool. You can relocate though. This one was there wasn't set teams. You could literally go go create your own jerseys, your own stuff. You know, like how now it's all you're right. You ch- this you can go to any yeah. city. Okay. You could ch- you you chose the city. You chose everything. You built the stadium yourself. There was like in depth. It was like you look how two K. You can create everything. Yeah, That's I how think it you was. can still do that in Madden. We have a live chat. Ja- it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, someone said in the live chat, does the Mavs have any chance of winning this series? I mean, Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic said, 
The series that, yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, I went into the series, I actually thought they had a chance. You went it, you said it, you said it earlier. <laughs> Luka Doncic is not going to win this series, and he has help. I want you go in and say, explain why <laughs> you believe that even though Luka Doncic has help, that he's not going to win this series. How does Luka Doncic have help, and why won't he win this series? I mean, 26 points combined last night from Jalen Bronson and Spencer Dinwiddie. I was going to say, I, let me look up last night's stats, but, like, I don't know. I feel like people make it seem like he's got absolutely nothing. He's got all these late 20 role players that know exactly what they're doing. Reggie Bullock, 0 10. But, yeah, Jalen Brunson, 20 points. Spencer Dinwiddie, 26 points. Uh, to me, that's the end of the, 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 end of that. <laughs> like, I don't think... Obviously, he doesn't have the star power like Kyrie Irving in 2016 with LeBron James next to him, but like that's top level. First off, Jalen Brunson didn't have any talent this, when he won in oh, 2011. Remember, it was Jason Kidd was old as hell. Sean Marion was old as hell. Deshaun Stevenson, Jason Terry, Brendan Hayward, Tyson Chandler, Ian Mahimi. Brian Cardinal, holy crap! Why I, I just have like a weird thing where I can just remember rosters. But those are yeah. I mean, none of those guys were all stars except Dirk Nowitzki, and Dirk Nowitzki was like thirty-two. This is why I've said this whole playoffs, this Mavs team felt very reminiscent of that. Of that Mavs one, team. yeah, because there wasn't <laughs> okay. a superstar besides Dirk, besides Luca. Yeah, I can see the comparison to it, but Ethan said over here the Mavs don't have a defensive player as the Warriors. I mean, Dorian Finney-Smith, he's a he's their defensive player. I agree that Andrew Wiggins being out there. I mean, we saw last night Andrew Wiggins was playing shadow Doncic. Every time Doncic came off the floor, Wiggins came off the floor. You saw Doncic rip off the pants to come back in the game. Wiggins ripped off the pants to come back in the game. Yeah, but I agree. Yeah, they have Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, Clay Thompson, versus Dorian Finney-Smith, Frank Nilakina, and I guess you would say the third best defender is either Reggie Bullock or Josh Green. And that's not great. That's not great. Granted, Reggie Bullock and Dorian Finney-Smith have developed and progressed as defenders so tremendously more than you ever spent. Even Dorian Finney-Smith as a shooter, but like, like Ethan said right here, there's no defensive player on the Mavs that... They're, they're literally putting Frank Nelkina out there who's a black hole on offense. I, I understand he's good at defense. He's one of the best perimeter defenders in the league, but there's a reason why there aren't any Tony Allens left. Okay. Here's the thing. Let me tell you about one basketball player who... 14 months ago, was in the G League. His name, Jordan Poole. Let me tell you about another cat. He was? Yes. Let me tell you about another player who, this time last season, was not in the NBA, Moses Moody. Let me tell you about another super underrated guy, but, you know, JTA. Um, who we He's not even playing anymore. Who JTA does not even night. play. Uh, he should be playing. The Bulls should go sign him because he's underrated. But Kevon Looney, oh, Kevon Looney, all of a sudden good. 
is Andrew Wiggins all-star starter who's been clowned all season for being an all-star starter? Is he all of a sudden some help now? The answer is yeah. So Marquis Chris. Oh. I, I mean, I at this that. point, I... at this point, ain't nothing can they got nothing to lose. So that's kind of a pretty cool idea right there, I would say. I was about to say, I was like, that's not a bad idea. And I actually talked about this with my friend. I was like, they keep putting Massey Kleba and Davis Bertans at the center position. But Marquise Chris, during the regular season, I know he only averaged 10 minutes a night for the Mavs, but he grabbed three rebounds, about five points, shot 32% from three, 46% from the field, half a steal, half a block. I honestly think a lineup of Marquise Chris at center, and then you either put Dorian Finney-Smith, Reggie Bullock, Spencer Dinwiddie, and Luca or Luca, Jalen Bronson, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Reggie Bullock. I kind of like that because Marquise Chris is athletic enough in transition. I just think rotationally, you by having Marquise Chris, you'd be able to switch everything. Yeah. I. End of the day. End of the day. Here is this. The Mavs lose all their games. Or sorry, I should, let's phrase it this way. The Mavs win all their games because of Luka, but lose all their games because of Luka. Round one and round two, Luka Doncic, there was no concern, there was no if, ands, or buts that he had help. But then you get to the Western Conference Finals against the Warriors, all of a sudden he's got no help. Yesterday, what I saw is way too many ISOs, just like James freaking Harden. And he can't play defense, just like I guess we were just talking about Harden being able to play defense. But Luca's worse, probably to me, and at that age, Luca can't play defense. And they have plenty of guys who know what they're doing. They got plenty of shooters. They got plenty of rim rollers. They have enough to. They have enough to like have a win. I love Luca. I just it's not winning basketball. So Marquise Chris can't save him. <laughs> Jalen, what is a guy's name? Josh Green can't save him. He's pretty dope though. Dwight Powell can't that. save him. Jalen Brunson can't save him. Spencer Dinwiddie can't save him. They can't be saved. Dubs in four. And if not dubs in four, then it's dubs in five, and that's the end of the story. The Warriors would have to have every single player in the starting lineup injured in order for the Mavs to win this series. They would have to have I really think if Andrew Wiggins went down, the, the Mavs would have a shot. Andrew Wiggins has made Luka Doncic's life impossible. Also, yeah. what is it, Luka, over the last two games or three games, Luka has not had near double-double. Typically, Luka is always near triple-double. And what? He had three assists this past game. Game before, yeah, he had eight assists, but he had like a shit ton of turnovers. I'm telling you, four assists, four assists. Yeah, I agree, ISO. I agree. Another thing, as much as I love Luca, he can play. He's kind of toned it down the last two games, but he is king, bitch, and moan. Like, I know everyone comes at LeBron for going all the time, but Luca, he's. Like, I don't know if it's because he's from Europe and in soccer, we get, you know, in football, we yell at the refs. You know, growing up with Argentine and Italian parents, I watched a lot of soccer. And you know how they are. They they literally chirp at the refs. They tell the refs everything on their mind when the ref calls a foul. But in basketball, you can't do that. Like, Luca literally always turns around and he's just chirping mm. at the ref. Like, 
so hard, or he's going like, like literally getting super emotional. I'm just like, I, I don't know. In the NBA, I feel like if you're there's a point, there's a place in time. Obviously, the bitch and moan at the refs, but there's a point where if you go too much, it I feel like it becomes like detrimental to your team because you just seem like you're complaining that everything's yeah. not going your way. Yeah. Exactly. Like it's counter counterintuitive because now you just look like a guy who's just complaining because they're not you're losing and you're not getting the calls you want. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. do you think this is another? Okay, so Luca, you could argue the defense. He sucks at defense because of athleticism. Do you think it's? because of athleticism or it's just he doesn't really care because he gets hunted for mismatch when he's on defense teams on purposely called pick and roll so he gets switched on to them um yeah i guess i guess it's a little bit of athleticism i'm sure probably um mentality plays a role in it i feel like very few players are willing to go so hard on the defensive end if they're the ones who have to have the ball the entire time yeah we saw um, lebron he doesn't care to play defense anymore. yeah so i i think it's a little bit of everything combined i would say i don't even know what you do i i personally think if you're the mavs unless you keep jalen bronson on an affordable deal you let jalen bronson walk because the best version of jalen bronson is on the mavs in my opinion but at the same time, Jalen Brunson isn't worth a hundred million dollars. Yeah, I agree. I think four years, eighty-four million was a perfect deal, twenty-one million a year. But I think, suppose he's looking now at like Even four that. years. Or, yeah, that was already reaching it. But suppose he's yeah. looking at like a hundred plus million dollar contract now. I'm not paying him thirty million a year. No, he. Uh, I just feel like you can't. He can't get better than. I hope I'm wrong. I don't think you can really go. I think he's peaking right now. I don't think I don't think he could get better than than this right now. So, oh look at this little cool effect! I could have shown this comment this whole time. When he yeah, that. I didn't know that. That's neat. All right, for future reference, you that could also like for... share screens and stuff. Yeah, I saw the share yeah. screens. Like, I thought about if I go right here, like hypothetically speaking, I can pull up a, a like highlights and I can pull clips up. Yeah, you gotta be careful with those. Actually, yeah, we're not, yeah. we don't have to worry about that, actually. So, yeah, I don't think we have monetization on yeah. this. Yeah, we're chilling for now. <laughs> we're, we're chilling for now, yeah. Next week, though, I won't be able to cuss if this, once I get the radio up. Yeah, like, it's going to change a lot. It will change. I, I also need to ask them what's a list of things I can and can't talk about. Probably not the jewel. Yeah, probably, I mean, I could like jewel on, on there. You think, you think you know? so? I don't know. I, 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 don't I mean, I'll probably be in a. I, I mean, I'll probably like be the, a, in in a studio, so I don't know if they'll appreciate me jeweling in their like booth. But like, <laughs> all right. So one last call we got over here from Ethan. Ethan, thank you for <laughs> for for taking your time and just being the concurrent viewer over here and you know the topic <laughs> getter, but. <laughs> So, who are we picking for the winning the East? It's got to be Boston or Miami. Yeah, I still got Boston at six. You got Boston at six? Yeah. Right, I'm going to go Miami. 
Right, this is what we were talking about earlier. In Miami, I think it all comes down to how long Jimmy Butler's out for. If Again, we talked about this earlier. I think whoever wins tonight wins the series. If, yeah. my, if Miami can beat, because they're in Boston, right? Yep. Are they in Boston? Mm-hmm. Okay, so if the, if Miami takes another win in Boston GG. without Jimmy Butler, that's kind of hard. That's kind of hard to come back from that, just from a morale standpoint, where you're just down 3-1. You're like, I got to win three games in a row now without error. And then that also allows them more time for Jimmy Butler to come back. So... I think I'm going to take, I, I personally, my dad's actually a huge Celtics fan. He went to school in Cambridge and in the 80s, his roommate, his dad actually worked for the the Boston Celtics. And my dad always tells me stories that his friend asked him for t- if he wanted to go to a, a Celtics playoff game. He was like, nah, I'm good. I got I got uh, too much work. Turns on the TV to watch the Celtics game. And he's like looking behind the bench and he just sees his friend just like waiting. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. and he's like, <laughs> you yeah, know, he's yeah. like, he's like, why did the guy mention that the seats were behind the bench? Like, I just thought they were so nosy. Yeah, because the seats were behind the bench. Yeah, I got four he on the seat. TV and he's, Yeah, he it was right behind the Celtics bench, and he saw like behind Kevin McHale, Dennis Johnson, all of them. He saw his friend just like cheering, and he's like, Oh man. He's like, you couldn't, because he, he's like, he thought it was just some shitty tickets, you know, sitting like up in the nosebleed yeah. and like the heat, but there were tickets like right behind, like being able to touch the players. He should have gone anyways. I know. I always tell him that. I was like, he should have gone. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I've only been to Miami Heat games. I was like, why is that? He's like, because girls bought the tickets. I'm like, oh, that's a reasonable reason. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got quite crazy stories. My dad, he, um, he used to own a import exportation automobile business nice. when he first moved to the united states you get a bunch of rich, rich friends in argentina italy and they'd be like hey i want a rolls royce or i want a 1969 cadillac el dorado and my dad would just go buy it put it in the warehouse and they'd be like yeah i want it for a christmas gift so just keep it there and it'd be july so my dad would just drive around in the cars because they can't just sit and like rolls royces nice. lamborghinis ferraris cadillacs lincoln's and he he didn't speak English, so he'd literally just drive around and be like, like asking girls just to hop in the car around Miami. And he said he like got invited like to hella heat games and shit because he'd just be in like a nice car. He'd yeah, he's be a like, beast. Yeah, he's like, "Cómo estás? Vení, vení acá." Dude, there's some geek ass stories. I'll pull up the photos. There's some. My, it's pretty geek. That's what happens when both of your parents are dead by the time you're 16 and you just inherit a bunch of money. And oh, like, damn. just blow it. Yeah, yeah. I always <laughs> tell my dad, I was just like, you, you could have saved some of that money for me. And like, I was like, I, I got none of it. I got none of it. I was like, uh, but yeah. So we got NBA conference runs that we talked about a lot today. We did the James Harden trade. We did the Russell Westbrook trade. So, Recap, James Harden might be traded in the next year if he continues to be fucking ass. <laughs> we got Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook's in limbo. We don't even know. I, I honestly think Russell Westbrook could come back. You just need someone to buy into it. But at the same time, weren't there people who were saying that Russell Westbrook refused to run the pick and roll? What? <laughs> really? Like, there was something like Russell Westbrook, not only did he refuse to run the pick and roll... He refused to play off ball. Yeah. Yeah. 
He's like playing off ball. <laughs> which, is, which is stupid. Off ball yeah. is. I don't know. I think if they want to make it succeed, they need to literally look at what the Washington Wizards did a year ago with Scott Brooks, Bradley Beal, John, uh, not John Wall, Russell Westbrook, and Robin Lopez. People will remember Robin Lopez was like a double double machine last season, not this past year. <laughs> He was on the Wizards. He literally, people were like, what is it with Robin Lopez in this hook shot? It was every game. He was just like, pick and roll, give me the ball, back down, hook shot. And the thing they were doing was they would start the game with either Alex Lynn or Robin Lopez. And they would just go the whole game, Alex Lynn and Robin Lopez. And then in the fourth quarter, they would put in Daniel Gafford because Daniel Gafford had mm. conditioning issues and he couldn't play more than 15 minutes a night. Oh, damn. So they would just. Yeah, isn't that wild? So they throw in Daniel Gafford for only the fourth quarter. Yeah. And they would just tell Daniel Gafford, you're fresh. Just keep yeah. doing what we've been doing. Pick and rolls, uh, back them down, hook shot. And if the hook shot isn't there, you kick it out to the four guys standing at the three-point line. And that's what they did, and it worked. They made it to the playoffs. I mean, they got swept. But... Yeah. So that's true. That's yeah. true. All right, so you got any thoughts before we return on Wednesday? Thankfully, next week we'll be back to them. One of my friends just hit me up through a text who ghosted me last night, and I just saw the text. We were supposed to meet up and watch the game, and he was like, my bad, I fell asleep right after dinner. And I was like, cool, bud. Watch the game by myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Wednesday, I'll probably have something coming up with the NBA draft. We'll probably get a little bit more draft stuff just because people like that. And yeah. finally, this will also be the first episode I'll be able to chop up and put into a podcast form because the audio has came out 100% pristine. Let's go. The first time. Let's go, yeah. Because the last three, we had audio issues at one yeah. point through it. So I wasn't going to upload it because there was audio issues. But now that I know this is perfectly fine, there's that. So... If you made it to the end of this podcast or whatever form of media you're watching this on, go check out Will, all his channels uh, down below. Also, I, I'm pointing the wrong way. <laughs> but, and go check out my stuff. Um, he has a lot more stuff covering any team. So that's it. I'll uh, send I'll send $25 in your credit of choice to someone who comments bananas if you're watching this. That's it. That's it. Do you do those giveaways even work doing money giveaways? I always see YouTubers do. Do people actually have you done one? My issue with giveaways is that it's just like short term. I don't do it to bring in new people, I do it to retain. So to help incentivize, like sometimes randomly, like I'll hook you guys up if you're just watching the videos. Sometimes you'll get info. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah I don't know if anyone's going to do that in this one, though, because it's episode four. Do you get random DMs from your subscribers, like, on Instagram or Twitter? Yeah. yeah. It's sometimes... I have a few. It's always usually kids in high school. Yeah. Especially, like, because I smoke weed and I, like, reference that I smoke <laughs> weed. So I get, like, kids sending me their setups. Oh, really? Nice. <laughs> yes, like, they'll send me pictures of their, like, bongs and, like, the, the weed they're smoking. They'll be like, dude, me and my boys are furred watching your videos right now. Because I'll, like, I'll, like, talk and I'll be, like, the middle of the video and I'll just drop that I'm, like, super high or, like, 
that I'm going to smoke. So then like they feel the need to DM me like their 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 setups or something, or like they'll add yeah. me on Snapchat, and I'll just be like, "That's Hold funny." Like, <laughs> it is funny. Like I assume like you like. I, I don't know why people feel the need to show me their setups, but like, good for them, good for them, you know. Yeah, right. Next <laughs> time I smoke, I have to send you a random picture of my setup. Yeah, you smoke, I assume, right? <laughs> yeah. You okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'll send you a. I'll send you a pic of my setup next time. Here, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll send you my Snapchat. I'll send you my Snapchat. I, I, I've realized we only communicate via Twitter, and it's kind of, it might be the most counterintuitive. So just, I'll send you my Snapchat after this. You know, and just add me. It'll make life I don't know life. anything about you, so that sounds good. Yeah, I don't know anything about you except you graduated from Loyola Chicago in advertising. That's true. Yeah, people people would not know that. Like, also, I was talking to one of my professors that I was about to start this radio show, and he's like, "Who are you doing with?" This is this guy I met on the internet. He's like, do you know? Nah, we've only talked through Twitter. You have any contact information? Nah, we just DMs. <laughs> the professor is just like, wait, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm taking his word for it. Like, yeah. <laughs> seems like a good guy. <laughs> first episode, first first introductions, episode one. If you want to go, yeah, that was, that, that was the, that's how we met each other. All right, Bond. I'll catch yeah. you, Wednesday. Oh yeah, take care. Cheers. Cheers.